your friends Work your rights Burn your little candles Day and night You can shimmy till dawn To the pounding drums But you best be ready When the horn one comes Yeah Sound of a hunting horn You dance a ring In the gathering storm If the solstice time Get your panties in a while It's just the coming Of the horn god He'll call you out Make you sweat Give you a blessing That you'll never forget So revel in the chase And let your heartbeat run Blessed are the children of the horned one Blessed are the children of the horned one Hunter who tracks sight of time Guardian lord of ancient rhyme Brother stack in the musky glen God sword of the goddess in the woodland den We call you Make our way Walking in your power Every day Guide us through In our hunt this night Maybe even later In the great right He will call you out Make you sweat Give you a blessing That you'll never forget So revel in the chase And let your heartbeat run Blessed are the children of the horned one. Blessed are the children of the horned one. To the sound of a hunting horn. If you dance and bring in the gathering storm. So revel in the chase and let your heart beat run. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring up... I forgot to say wake up. Okay, so well, you get to it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back the circle again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can mess this up as much as possible. <laughs> I've only been saying the same thing for, uh, well, let's see, since the begin middle of ninety uh, nine. Okay, since the beginning of time. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, part of the promo was about. Um, <laughs> Are you ready for the end of the world? Yeah, because it was for 2000. Right, it was like 99. <laughs> it was like, yeah. and I actually had like a theme song. It was like, are you ready for the, what was, what's it, REM, right? Oh, was it, it's the end of the world as we know yeah, it? Yeah, it's the end of the world as we <laughs> know it. And I 
feel. That's about the only part I could play of the whole song. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, wake up. I'm stretching while I say it, too. <laughs> wake up. And be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. Listen to your community spirit right here. Right here, right now. <laughs> With Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And we are here to get in your face a little bit because we want to wake you up, right? Yes. <laughs> At least wake ourselves up while we're doing it. So. Yes, and our way of waking you up today was uh, by playing that song. <laughs> that song was uh, called Hymn to Hearn by uh, S.J. Tucker. Um, Hearn is an uh, ancient go horned god. And um, I wanted to play that song for a couple of reasons. One, because it's an awesome wake-up song. It's very energizing and very sexy. I thought it'd be fun. And also because I wanted to mention the website of the artist, which is uh, www.skinnywhitechick.com. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's her, her, one of her nicknames, S.J. Tucker. And uh, I actually, I heard about her because I know, a fr well, I know online anyway, a friend of hers. And so he mentioned that she's going through a, like a fundraising effort to raise money for medical bills she's had. But um, I would share her music anyway, because, well, you heard that song. Yeah. That, that song could wake anybody up. <laughs> so you sh I, I encourage people to check out her music, her, her work, her uh, return. She's, she's starting to get better now, so she's starting to return to playing at places. So pretty exciting stuff. All right. Are you ready for the greatest happening ever in the course of Southern Illinois? In the course of history. It's going to be in the 50s this weekend <laughs> yes it might hit 60 yeah That's the problem is it's going to be in the 50s and gushy as can be no <laughs> just kidding I'm trying yeah. to think something bad about it being in the 50s well it could be could be climate change could be end of the world but well it's the middle of february it's is it supposed to be in the 50s not really it's 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 statistically uh deviant weather deviant <laughs> deviant weather yes mm -hmm. climate change is deviant weather yes now there's one incident you can't from one single weather incident you can't prove a climatic uh change but, but you can prove deviant yeah not climatic <laughs> but deviant deviant yes this is several steps away from uh, the, the statistical norm for this time of year yeah so. and if you add up some of those steps it might indicate results of climate change it might yeah it might be a climatic change might be part of the curve that indicates <laughs> but I'll, i mean even though I, it's aberrant weather and it's probably the end of the world i'm still going to enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> so um we have a few happenings because um people tend to kind of forget that if they don't send it to us the event doesn't happen yeah but there's a couple um, regular happenings that are going to happen this week. There's the International Coffee Hour from 3 to 5 o'clock at the International Programs and Services Meeting Room at the Northwest Annex at SIU. Um, meet part of the international community. Yes, because, you know, like you've mentioned before, a lot of people don't think of America as international. Right. But hopefully Americans can be part of the international community. There you go. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be isolationist. <laughs> also, um, International Rice and Spice Slow Food Dinner every week at starting at 6 p.m. Cooking, eating, cleaning, interacting with um, 
food and people. This is at the Gaia House Interface Center, um, 6 p.m. every Friday. Yeah, so you have uh, rice and spice. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, also we have the big issues on the big screen at the Big Muddy IMC. And uh, there, Big Muddy IMC is working on getting things uh, a little more organized. So I wanted to point out that their website has a little bit more information now. It's bigmuddyimc.org. Uh, you can start checking there to see what the Friday film is going to be if you forgot or if you didn't hear the show on Friday. But uh, this week, the film is going to be Alfred McCoy's lecture on CIA torture. Um, I don't know how many people out there may remember this, but a couple of years ago, Alfred McCoy came and spoke at SIU. Um, and he's, he's an expert on the history of the CIA and the, the, the unique process of torture that they've uh, pioneered. Um, it's, it's unfortunate one of the things that your country has pioneered is new ways of torture. <laughs> um, excuse me, your country? I have just got my rankles up. You, you cannot say your country and not expect people to get a little bit rankled. You have to say our, our country. Our, oh, well, yeah, our country. I caught you on that one. <laughs> you you have just removed yourself from the country. I'm not removing myself from I mean, it. I'm I'm culpable too. Culpable. <clears throat> yeah. I think Treesong just admitted he is part of <laughs> the CIA's <laughs> CIA's torture program. You said you're culpable. <laughs> well, we're all culpable. Ah. Okay. <laughs> we all we all have uh, participated by being in this society. There we go. So we're all responsible to at least be informed on it and find out what it is they're doing in our name. So uh, there's a film about that tonight at 7 p.m. at the Big Muddy IMC. Uh, they're located at 214 North Washington here in Carbondale. Um, they're in, in the process of going through some renovations, so it's a nice, scenic, interesting backdrop to the films. <laughs> but uh, they will still be showing the films and should be... Well, I, w I always want to say a good time for these films. <laughs> I, I want to say, like, but thought-provoking, it'll be a good time because you learn about issues and they may be depressing issues but you learn about them you talk to other people in the community about them you try to get some idea of what you can do so in that sense it's a good time yeah so <laughs> um another good time is every saturday from noon until one o'clock on the terrace town square pavilion on the corner of maine and illinois there's the vigil for peace and, again, get a chance to get together with people who are actively participating in making the world more peaceful. Yes. <laughs> so. Always a good plan. Yeah. Any nope. other happenings? Yeah. Another upcoming happening is the WDBX Ball. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> I need to buy my tickets. Yes, I actually still need to buy mine, too. Well, my whole family's tickets. And in case you're forgetting to buy your tickets, so you need to... Uh, act now, because you know the ball only comes once a year, and this particular ball only comes once in a lifetime. Yeah, it's because it's the mid-winter. I keep almost yeah. saying summer. Mid-winter <laughs> night's dream. Yes, and it's not this Saturday. Don't show up this Saturday. Don't show up this Saturday. It's next, next Saturday. Saturday, which means you only have a week. Yes, you only got a week to get those tickets. So yeah. rather than chancing forgetting about it, you know. Because, you know, sometimes you say, oh, I'll get that tomorrow, and then you forget, and so today is the day. So you can get your tickets, and even more, 
more important, well, not more important, because <laughs> if you don't have the tickets, you can't come. Yeah. Um, you can figure out how you're going to dress. Yeah. Because <laughs> I actually went and got the movie, because I actually haven't read the movie. and read the movie. <laughs> I've read the story, but that was like, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. So I rented the movie to try to figure out how I'm going to dress. <laughs> yeah. I don't... I heard there's someone's going to do a tapery, is that how you pronounce it, of my hair. Like, you know, how you cut a hedge into a oh, shape? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're going to hairspray my hair into a shape. <laughs> that's what I heard. Uh, that should be fun. I don't <laughs> know if that's possible. I do yeah. have a lot of hair, though. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. Um, I actually, I need to watch the movie, too, because I'm <laughs> sadly uncultured and not familiar <laughs> with the book. But uh, I know a little bit about it. And so I'm, I'm going to uh, go as Puck. And I haven't decided exactly what that's going to entail, but I think I'm going to wear green and have a wreath on my head of some sort and, uh, you know, act act like a mischievous fairy character. Good luck Which, on that one. Though. It's a big stretch for me, you know, <laughs> like like cracking jokes and, like, you know, trying to be silly. It's going to be hard to get into character, but I'll do my best. Just smile the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, we'll be right back with the news. Why did I say that like it's horrible? The news. The dun, news. Dun, dun. Energy efficiency interviews are brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. April. Yeah? So you know your charger that's plugged into the wall? It's still using energy, even though it's not attached to a phone. Um, that's not my charger. I don't even have a cell phone. Mm. You know what? I'll just unplug it. I'm busy. I'll call you back. Millions of kids are using their energy wisely. What's your excuse? Learn more at LoseYourExcuse.gov. That's right. LoseYourExcuse.gov. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was going to read this kind of long article about, um, could a family go a entire month without spending money? <laughs> My story, a no-spend month. In our household of two adults and two teenagers, we are getting ready for February, or as is being called in our house, no-spend month. <laughs> in other words, other than paying our utility bills, we are not going to spend any cash or add anything to our credit cards during this month. We have done this before, and the lessons learned were immense. We choose February, as for us, it is relatively quiet time socially. The January bills and sales have come and gone, and it's the time of the year where we need the excitement of a challenge. Believe me, it can be challenging. Do <laughs> you think it's challenging to not spend money for a month? It sounds challenging. Yeah. This means no purchased lunches at school or work, no suppers out, no impulsive purchases, and basically living on what we currently have. Now, this is a, um, a good experiment to even see if you have enough food in your house for a month. <laughs> yeah. Because you really should have enough food set around in your house for a month. <laughs> and the reason is, is because... The reason is, is because... I mean, then you don't have to worry. I mean, if you get sick, if you have to take time off work, you have enough food sitting around that you can not leave the house if you want to. Yeah. Okay. Now... I have to admit that we do have a couple of exceptions. We learned previously that two tanks of gas, we have two cars, is not enough to get us to and from work and to all the kids' activities, and then some people in our house like fresh milk. However, we are fortunate that in our gas station gives cash value coupons to use at the store, so we do exchange these for milk. 
So I guess they get coupon. I mean, you know. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of cheating, though. It's a little bit. I guess it's a form of stocking up, though, like perishable items that you can't actually stock up on for a month. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and, um, of course, another important exception that we have built in, what did not have to use yet, is, of course, an emergency situation, a car accident. <laughs> yeah. You know, you'd have to give up the plan in an emergency. Because it is no spend month, we found that we have to be creative using what we currently have or generally take for granted. For example, we make meals from scratch and do use the stuff at the bottom of the freezer or the stuff at the back of the cupboards that we have previously overlooked. That's a good idea because you have a lot of stuff sitting around that, you know, is getting kind of ready to be thrown away. Yeah. And some of the cases you need to go through the cupboards to throw some of that stuff away. (laughs) Yeah, some of it needs to go. I need to do that. So... Um, and the kids, of course, do the same thing. They use um, their bartering skill and discover previously enjoyed activities like, hey, board games. <laughs> so, also in preparing for the month like this, we tend to look in advance at things we might need, but normally just go out and purchase if we run out, such as light bulbs or cleaners or computer papers. We plan ahead for this by stocking up. And, um, of course, when you stock up, you buy things in bulk, and it lasts longer. So, In fact, our financial expenditures drop dramatically overall. An additional challenge that we have done is to try to add to our income by selling unneeded items. Look around and see if that month there's something you didn't use all month, and then set it aside and see if you don't use it the next month. And then, hey, that item has just become unneeded. Mm-hmm. What have we learned from this? Well, we have learned more creative recipes and more careful meal, activity, and resource planning. We learned the difference between frivolous expenditures and necessities, and now we tend to consider our purchases in this context. During this month, we do not accumulate a credit card bill, except for gas, of course, have reduced packaging and waste production, and tend to eat more nutritious meals. We have also increased family communication and problem-solving as we attempt to manage this challenge. Most importantly, we learn gratitude for what we do have. I look forward to this next month. The last time we did this was three years ago. Our children were much younger than one is now a teenager. Because they know it is hard, my children have already began grumbling about the month. But the lesson learned in resource and financial planning and usage, ecology awareness, and gratitude are tremendous. Try it out. Now, my story is a regular feature of Dollar Stretcher. Dollar Stretcher is a magazine about living better for less. So, Yes, it reminds me of in the, uh, in the pre-industrial agricultural days when they had to plan for the whole winter like that, you know, because they didn't have as many fancy gadgets and resources in order to bring stuff and create stuff. So you had to, as fall was coming in, you harvested stuff and you said, okay, do, do we have enough food set aside for the winter? Yeah. <laughs> and if if you did, then you were fine. If you didn't, you started. Right. <laughs> so you, you tried to do a good job of it. I mean, everybody should have in their house, you know, a month's worth of um, solid goods. Um, of course, you know. And the thing is, is those solid goods tend to be really cheap. Compared to the, and if you do spend a month, you will learn how to use some of those solid goods. If you're always using perishable goods, yeah, fresh vegetables, um, dairy products, um, you'll never really learn how to cook the wide variety of really cool stuff there is out there. 
or prepare. I still tend to say cook, <laughs> yeah. even though the raw foodist is... The raw foodist will come and get you, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and actually, I remembered a, uh, a happening that we didn't mention that, uh, since it, we've mentioned it a week or two in the past, but it, now it's coming up, so I wanted to mention it again. It's the taste of chocolate. Oh, how could we forget that? <laughs> yeah, see, That's I remember... Right. See, I... There's somewhere the spirits of chocolate spoke to me, and, you know, they said, taste of chocolate. <laughs> And I knew, oh, yes, it's tonight at 7 p.m. at the uh, Carbondale Civic Center. Um, you can, yeah, it's a fundraiser for the Women's Center. They're going to have all sorts of stuff there, like the, uh, like, lots of chocolates. And, uh, well, they'll have, I know they're having, I remember reading they have chocolate beer. Yeah, they're going to have chocolate beer. They're going to have chocolate lava cake. Uh, going to have cho- cocoa chili. From Great Boars of Fire. Cocoa Chili, that's some good stuff. I've <laughs> yeah. had... I've had... You wouldn't think that chocolate... You know... <laughs> but, I mean, have you had Mexican hot chocolate? Yeah. And you had probably had mole, maybe? I don't know. Mole is... Uh, some people make it with chocolate. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like it's a sauce, and it has chocolate in it. I've, chocolate I've never actually spices. had it, but I've heard about it. Yeah. Oh, it's... Woo-hoo. Yeah. So for all those and more chocolates and, you know, to support the Women's Center, <laughs> which is the whole reason why they're doing the oh, event. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, tonight at 7 p.m. at the Carbondale Civic Center. Should be a good time. <laughs> so we were talking about... Let's let's go th- try to rush through some of these headlines real quick. We only have five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but there's stuff that happens in the world, so let's yeah, talk about it. Yeah, mentioned a few of them. <laughs> like, let's see. This one... Clinton goes to China. Hillary Clinton will visit China to talk climate and energy. So she's Secretary of State now, and she's going to China to talk about those issues, and others probably, but those are high on the agenda. And actually, um, there's actually going to be no get-out-of-jail-free card for China. China will not escape making firm commitments to fight climate change as global talks set for December. The European Union's envoy to Washington told lawmakers on Wednesday. So yes, yep. So so other headlines: uh, kill drill. <laughs> the Obama administration is scrapping oil and gas leases on 77 parcels of federal land in Utah's Red Rock County. Interior Secretary Kim Salazar announced yesterday. Now this is those were the some of the auctions that were interrupted by that one guy who pretended to be bidding on the land <laughs> so Obama took note of that and he's like hey we're not going to go through with this stuff <laughs> R-E-S-P-E-C-T representatives Edward Markey and Todd Plates on Wednesday introduced legislation in the house to create a federal renewable energy standard that would require the United States to draw a quarter of its electricity from clean energy sources by 2025 Markey also introduced the second bill that would require the country to reduce energy consumption 15% by 2020. Yeah. I think is renewable energy standards the RES and the RESPECT? Right. I was trying to figure out what it was. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> renewable energy standard. RESPECT. There you go. So, cold comfort for farms. California's farms and vineyards could vanish by the end of the century, and its major cities could be in jeopardy. If Americans do not act to slow the advance of global warming, Secretary of Energy Stephen Chu told the Los Angeles Times. 
That's that guy who's like a really smart. Isn't he even a Nobel Prize winner? Uh, I don't remember. I know he. I, I remember. Can't believe that, I'm not remembering <laughs> something about energy because we're not Nobel Prize winners, so we forget. But I, I, I remember he was picked for his, his technical expertise in the subject. Right. So, Cole Shoulder, with a protest, a lawsuit, and a plant shutdown, the coal industry is having a really rough week. Yeah. Oh, let me cry on my coal shoulder. <laughs> so, another one. Greetings, Master Toyota. The 2010 Toyota Prius will have rooftop solar panels. Aren't you supposed to say, greetings, Master Toyota? Yes. Greetings, Master Toyota. <laughs> and um, I threw this in because people are always saying about um, you know, battery-based cars, why don't you put a solar panel on it? Yeah. Well, to me, this is completely green marketing. Yeah. Because <laughs> even if you covered the whole Toyota Prius with solar modules, you would get like six miles a day if it sat out in the sun. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> much for show. But <laughs> Yeah. But, um, I mean, <clears throat> it is much more effective to put the same uh, solar system on your house and charge your car off of it. Because, yeah. of course, if your car is not plugged in, that solar is being used. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yes, it is... Um, showy so mm -hmm. all right and you get to say this one yes i'll do this one paging superman <laughs> i like superman rajendra k pa pachari that's why i was <laughs> yeah that's why you haven't we say it let me try that last name again P pachari uh, pachori it's p-a-c-h-a-u-r-i there's or in there a-u-r so pachori yeah, pachori you're probably right <laughs> <clears throat> Chair of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change and co-recipient of the 2007 Nobel Peace Prize, says Barack Obama, quote, has the unique opportunity to save a large part of the human species. I guess that's the Superman part. <clears throat> yes, Obama gets to be Superman. I've actually seen, it's, it's sort of a famous image among uh, comic book geeks, that one of the artists who does a lot of uh, big paintings of comic book heroes, he did one of Obama, and Obama is like pulling apart his, his shirt like Superman does, and it's got the big Obama O in the center. <laughs> it's like Obama's a superhero. Obama Nation. <laughs> um, vitamin water with a question mark, a large question mark. Coca-Cola, the maker of vitamin water, is being sued by the Center for Science in the public interest over alleged deceptive marketing practices. Apparently, vitamin water... Is not water, or huh. doesn't have vitamins? <coughs> I'm guessing it's more that doesn't have vitamins. Oh, right? okay. <laughs> so, so let's see another one. Uh, reaching out for a piece of the pie, as the Senate works on its 900 billion dollar economic stimulus bill, Senator Chuck Schumer is pushing for more money for mass transit, and a coalition of environment, labor, and business groups is asking for funds to retrofit buildings to make them more energy efficient. Meanwhile, green activists worry about funding in the bill for nuclear power and coal. Car crash epidemic kills over 3,000 people in just one day. Wow. Now, it's, it says epidemic, but in one year it is estimated that 1.2 million people are killed in auto-related accidents around the world. That equates to slightly more than 3,200 traffic death accidents every day. 
So the epidemic is not 3,000 people for one day, but it's 3,200 people every day for the last year. These mostly preventable deaths and casualties alone exponentially suppress the number of casualties from higher profile, more newsworthy, less common tragedies. Yet the horrific daily toll receives little attention by political leaders and the media. Why have auto deaths become so acceptable in the media and political coverage on the subject marginalized? Well, could it be our addiction to oil? <laughs> could be. <laughs> When you're addicted to something, you rationalize the consequences. Yeah, there you go. So, these are some of the questions that have been swept under the media and political rug, but not here on your community spirit. Yes. We, we shine the sunlight on all the truth in these situations. There you go. Um, this weekend is supposed to be in the 50s. Get out there and throw whatever leftover snow is. <laughs> I don't know. Throw it someplace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you again on the radio next week.